This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 804, Commonly Committed, Comma, Confusion, and Other Grammar No-Nos. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English with your hosts, former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer. With hundreds of band seven, eight, and nine success stories, our strategies are the smartest in the IELTS world. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com slash my score. In today's grammar-packed show, you'll hear the most important rules you need to master for higher grammar scores on IELTS writing, including complex sentences, capitalization, and punctuation. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Aubrey. Happy Friday. I know, listeners, it's not Friday for you. But it is Friday for us because we always record us. in advance. So, Aubrey, what uh, what's on your plate for this weekend? Oh, man, I haven't even thought. I actually had a really crazy morning. I have to tell you what happened. So we ride bikes to school, me and my kids. Cool. And there was a landscape truck that was parked in the bike lane. And so my daughter was ahead of me and she went into the road to get around <gasps> the landscape truck yeah. and almost got hit by a car. Oh my gosh, that's so scary. It had to like <gasps> swerve to miss her. And oh my God. Yeah, it was horrifying. Luckily, no one was hurt. But then I was really frustrated because I called the HOA who hired the landscaping company and I called the landscape company to let them know this is a problem when kids are riding to school. Don't park there. And I've just been on the phone because they were like, I'm sure it's fine. The kids can go on the sidewalk. And I'm like, no. You don't understand. No, that's not the issue here, <laughs> that's people. That's not the fix. <laughs> my child, my progeny almost exactly. died. Yes. I mean, like, we need the to take this serious. does not match that. Yeah. Exactly. <gasps> so it's been an interesting morning. So you tell us what you have planned for your weekend because my mind is not there yet. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Know. You know, we, we could talk about a weekend another time. I just <laughs> want to take a quick second here to tell listeners that this beginning conversation, you guys, this is, I, I mean, not to make light of the situation, but people can learn from this. So guys, if you listen to this beginning conversation a few times, listen to Aubrey's pronunciation and vocab and the rhythm and how she told this terrifying story. Because like, this is, this is extremely terrifying. Yes. Right? And this is something you, you hear might it in my be voice. Able I was terrified. To, yeah. <laughs> and guys, like you should tell stories like this that hit at the core of you on the exam because you're showing you're a person with a life through English and that's the thing. Okay, back to this real fast before we get to the the grammar notes today, guys. I like when I was listening to that story, I felt it in my core. 
anybody who's listening who's a mom, probably a dad too, but you know, we're moms, so yeah. we know moms. <laughs> That's who we relate to. <laughs> That's, yeah. Um, if you're a mom and you hear something like this, like I automatically picture a similar situation with my own son and just like in the center of my body just freezes up and heats up at the same time. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mama bear. It's your mama bear instinct that comes out. Yes. And you're protective. You feel protective. You feel horrified because you associate it. You sympathize. You empathize. And it's like it's your child this is happening to. Oh, my God. Because, I mean, we, we're we outside in the world a lot, like riding bikes and running around. And so, of course, there have been some close calls. Yeah. And, oh, my God, it's so terrifying. Okay. So, guys, just, just to remind you, please, please listen to this first, like, three-minute conversation because so much you guys could mimic and copy and learn from this and use to express your own terrifying and horrifying moments on the speaking exam. Um, okay. So let's uh, transition, Aubrey, okay. shall we, um, into, into a lighter topic. We're talking about grammar today. Yes, and I know students are often asking about grammar in the Facebook group and in our classes that we have with them. Totally. And so it's imp- important to know everything we can that we can do right on IELTS. Yes. So guys, we have three major themes today. We're going to talk about complex compound sentences, capitalization, and punctuation. So let's get into this complex compound sentence thing. I think one of the biggest um, misunderstandings that students have is they think they have to have like 50 different sentence structures in order to get a high score for grammar. Um, What happens, Aubrey, when students try to have too many complicated sentences? You just end up with a lot of mistakes. It's inevitable. Even for native speakers, if you're trying to have lots and lots of different kinds of sentences, they're going to be full of mistakes. It's inevitable. Yeah. I I think I was telling you this yesterday, Aubrey, but guys, I recently um, proofread a cover letter for a friend of mine. Native speaker. She's a nurse, like highly, highly educated. She wrote a cover letter. She's applying for a new job. And I found so many mistakes. Like it's not just like non-natives that make mistakes. So, guys, here's the thing. Most students get a six for grammar. Like, hands down, that's just what it is. If you want a seven for grammar, this is what you got to do. You don't need a huge variety of complex sentences. You need to choose a few complex sentences and do those perfectly. Okay, like that, that's it. And then you have some compound sentences, which are easy because compound sentences is just two independent clauses, two simple sentences joined with a conjunction. Boom, done, easy peasy. So complex sentences. What are like two examples of good complex sentences that our students should work on? Okay, so these are relative clauses, which is a dependent clause that gives more information about a noun. And there are two types. The first one is called defining. Mm-hmm. And this says so defining the noun without it, you wouldn't know what noun is being referred to. So you're going to use the word that. You do not need a comma. A good example is the store that is on the corner was robbed last week. Yeah. So if you don't have that is on the corner, what store are we talking about? We have no idea. Totally. You need that. It defines the noun. You do not need a comma in that sentence at all, right? Totally. So, I mean, it's not just that, right? We can use when and where. So any relative clause with that relative pronoun that is defining, you don't need the comma. But I'm just going to insert something here real fast because students always like – 
they're really worried about having the comma and not having the comma. And I'm just going to tell you guys, it's not like a huge, <laughs> it's not a huge thing. Like, don't spend a lot of time like worrying uh, about whether you need a comma or not. Just trust your instincts. If you think this is necessary information, no comma. If you think you're just adding extra description, like we're going to talk about next, then put a comma. Otherwise, don't freak out about it. If you have a couple mistakes here, it's it's really okay. You can still exactly. get a seven for grammar. Um, so that's right. This is not something you want to be wasting a lot of time trying to figure out where's the comma go. But as yeah. you're practicing and you practice writing these sentences, it will feel natural, like it does for a native. We kind of just know when to use when a comma and not because we've practiced so much. Yeah, totally. And we read so, yeah. it so much. So exactly. that's the other key here, guys. If you want to get used to these structures, you need to be reading and seeing them correctly as much as you can. So reading is such a huge part of becoming a better writer. Okay, so that's defining. Now, the most common non-defining is when we use which, right, Aubrey? Yes, exactly. So when you use which, for example, here's a sentence. The store around the corner, which was robbed last week, has installed new security cameras. So you can see that this... This clause, which was robbed last week, isn't really necessary. We still know that we're talking about the store around the corner. So because it's extra information, it's not defining the noun, you need commas to separate it. Totally. So relative clauses, guys, that's the first way and I think the best way to show a complex structure. Now, there's another structure that is in uh, one of our three keys templates, and I keep correcting this all the time because it's a difficult structure. But guys, you can nail it. It's impressive. The not only but also structure. So what makes it special is that the grammar in the first clause, the not only clause, is not what you expect, guys. Um, So we use not only and then we have a question word like should, do, can. All right. So it's like reversed from what most students are writing. So here's an example of what I'm talking about. And this could totally be in an IELTS essay, guys. We could say, not only should schools teach new skills like coding. So look, should schools teach new skills like coding? Like that's a question structure, right? So that's the first clause. Not only should schools teach new skills like coding, but they should also eliminate classes such as cursive writing. I I think I don't think we need to te- teach cursive writing anymore. I agree. Get rid of cursive writing. No. <laughs> James keeps asking me about it. And I was like, dude, you really don't need it. But I mean, no. if it's fun, I'll teach you. But like, we could- it's not fun. I know. No. <laughs> okay, guys. So definitely come back to the blog and read these example sentences, guys, so you can practice them yourselves. Go to allearsenglish.com and search the IELTS um, podcasts. Okay, now the next rule that we need you guys to know is about capitalization. And this, I am, I am surprised by every time that this happens, and it happens a lot actually. There are so many students out there, you might be one of them, listener, um, who don't know that we need to capitalize the pronoun I. That surprises me. 
Yeah, I'm not sure if in certain cultures that's not a thing. Or, you know, I was thinking it may have to do with when we're typing on a computer, if we just type a lowercase i, it auto-capitalizes it for us, right? True. I wonder if that might be part of it. Or sometimes we'll see students not capitalizing the first word of a sentence. You guys should know you always capitalize the first word of a sentence. But if you don't when you're typing, it does it for you automatically. So maybe we're just getting lazy because we type all the time. That's true. I think that is definitely a possibility, unfortunately. But guys, yes, okay, the pronoun I, it doesn't matter where it comes in the sentence. You have to capitalize it, okay? So that's a big thing. And here's the thing. This is really important. If you mess up capitalization and punctuation, like glaringly like this, your grammar score can go down to a five. All right. So this capitalization and punctuation stuff is so important. Yeah, I don't think students realize that it's actually more important to have correct capitalization and punctuation than to have lots of fancy complex sentences. Totally. Like just a few of these arrows and errors and your score is going to go down. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, guys. So right after the break, we are going to focus on commas. We have a lot of important comma rules for you. And guys, these are the only ones you need. Okay. You don't need to worry about all the complicated comma rules. So stay tuned after the break, guys. We are going to tell you exactly what you need for commas for IELTS. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, and we are back. So continuing with punctuation, um, what do our students need to know about punctuation, Aubrey? Well, I feel like there are some really common errors. First of all, I see students just use way too many commas. Yes. We don't want you to have to think about, oh, should the comma go here or da, da, da. But if your writing is full of commas, your score will go down. Yes. Okay. And this is something I see a lot from Brazilian students, actually. And I've talked about this with a lot of our Brazilian students, and they're just like, yeah, I mean, we use commas all the time in Portuguese. Um, the rules are not the same as in English. So even if your first language is like a, a romance language and you think, oh, punctuation's probably the same, right? In English, totally not. Totally not. Um, guys, we're going to talk about comma rules now, but I want to tell you quickly, come back to the blog because Aubrey has a really fantastic example of how a mistake could hurt not just your grammar score, but the cohesion coherence score as well. So definitely, guys, come back to the blog. This is episode 804 for that amazing example. Okay, let's talk about commas. Now, this is the worst mistake in my mind, a comma <laughs> splice. And this is something that native speakers make the mistake of all the time. So a comma splice, guys, is when you try and join two sentences with a comma and no conjunction. A comma by itself is not enough to join two sentences, you guys. So that mistake, this little lonely old comma um, <laughs> without a conjunction, that is called 
a comma splice. Do you think natives do this a lot, Aubrey? I think we do. All the time. Yeah. Yes, we do all the time. Well, we do it a ton when we're speaking. And so then often when we write, we're just writing how we're speaking. And True. so we find ourselves using that comma splice, right? Yeah, totally. And yet another reason why, guys, it's so important to be reading a lot to recognize the differences between written communication and oral communication, right? Yes. So I'm thinking of an example. If I were, if I were talking and I said, oh, I went to the grocery store yesterday, left my purse in the cart, right? You can't yeah. write that. I would totally say that. So I'm saying went to the grocery store yesterday, comma, left my purse in the cart. <laughs> you need that. And you need, you know, that exactly. conjunction that, yeah, it's when you write it. Don't talk, don't write like you talk. <laughs> yeah, totally. I remember when I was when I was doing my masters and we were it was about grammar and how we acquire grammar and stuff in this class, and um, we were talking about how like the more you know someone, the less grammar you use. It's like the more informal you are with someone, you you drop mm-hmm. conjunctions, you like you drop all of this extra stuff. Lots so, of slang. Yeah, yeah totally. definitely. Um, okay, so let's do another rule here on that conjunction note, guys. Where does the comma go? So we need the comma before the coordinating conjunction, conjunctions, and or but yet for nor nor so. <laughs> I still remember that from like elementary school, that like word order. So those That's are the good. conjunctions. conjunctions and we need a comma before the conjunction. Yes. And then we also need it after. I see a lot of, for for one, like, however, when you need a semicolon, however, comma, you see, however, the comma before, however, but not after. Some of these things are, are really tricky. Yeah, guys. So here is the punctuation for these higher level linking words like however, moreover. You can have a semicolon before it, not a comma. Okay. Semicolon before it, comma after it. So semicolon, however, comma. And I cover this in a really good YouTube video, guys, that's called Finally uh, Punctuation for IELTS or something like that. So check out our YouTube channel, IELTS Energy TV, and search punctuation. Um, is there any other last important <laughs> comma rule that our students need, Aubrey? Yeah. So, well, we mentioned that often students use them too often. Their writing's full of commas, but also sometimes students don't use them enough. They'll be like, no commas in their whole writing. So the more you're familiar with these rules and when to use them, then you won't be scared to use them. You'll realize, okay, I'm starting to feel, I get a feel for when I need to use a comma. Yeah, totally. So guys, read a lot. (laughs) Get used to how we use these commas and what they mean. Um, And that's from reading newspapers, not just newspapers, but books, even comic books, guys. I'm always pulling for the comic books. And definitely come back to the blog, guys. Come back to allearsenglish.com. This is episode 804. Um, All right. So I have one more, right? I got one more for you. Okay. Well, two, really, because I was reading about this yesterday, where you know the funny expression where people talk about comma usage, and they say, let's eat grandma. And they're like, if you leave out the comma, you're saying, let's eat grandma. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That is so funny. So sometimes it is just when there would be a pause in what you're saying, you need that comma, right? And then also using commas to separate items in a series. 
And then that it's called the Oxford comma. The last one in a series before and is kind of you can choose if you use it or not, wouldn't you say? Yeah, guys, there's um, students worry a lot about this rule as well, that Oxford comma. Um, and the the trend in grammar, I could say, is to use fewer commas, basically. And mm-hmm. it's you could use it. Or not. It's both correct. So don't freak out about that either. Yeah. Okay, guys. So come back to the blog. This is episode 804. You can see all these rules and examples. All right, Aubrey. Um, go, you know, j- relax after what happened this morning. Yes, right? Um, Take and it I'll easy. talk to you tomorrow <laughs> on the show, okay? All right. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.